Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Family Podcast. Y'all know the drill. Hey, yo, I'm going to Dave back at it again. We're going to let the beat ride out before we introduce the guests. I'm trigger happy with the busted nigga Mike Larry. You scary. Slide on you with the police ass at green like Jim Carrey. You playing with me and you know. All right, man, y'all, welcome back. It's a Million Dollar Family Podcast. Like I said before, you got one of your hosts, Reese, in the building. Unfortunately, our other host, Slim, couldn't join us today, but we have a special guest host with us today, CJ. He's on the couch. He can't really yell at the mic right now, but he's in the building. And then I got my other host to the right to me. Man, your boy Dave. And then we got our special guest in the building, the Phenomenons, the Overseas Hoopers. Some of no, no real shit though. Some of Oakland's finest hoopers are with us. You know, if y'all just want to introduce yourselves, I'll go first. Uh, uh, Antonio Austin. I mean, what more do you need to know? Um, Oakland, California. That's all I can tell you right now. That nigga from High Street, talk your shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be all comfortable, nigga. <laughs> yes, sir. Both five. Um, <clears throat> Frank Scott from East Oakland, thirty fifth to be exact. Man, my nigga out here shining. I wish y'all can see him right now. God. <laughs> I just peeped that, too. That's wild. I'm going to lie. The nigga hopped out of the car. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Man. He got all, got all the high soul shit. Got to. You got to stun nigga before he go. Yeah, think about it. to go catch a fight to a new paycheck. Hey, man. I feel it. Yeah, shit. We thank y'all for coming, you know, especially on a uh, Wednesday. You know, we don't normally do this shit on a Wednesday. But uh, we'll jump right into it. Uh, so we'll start off with it simple, you know, warming, you know, warming into the questions and everything. So like, just give us y'all background, like how y'all got into hooping and everything, schools y'all went to, and how it kind of like led to where y'all at right now. All right. All right. Well, um, first, I gotta give a shout out to pops. Um, he was the first one that gave me, you know, gave me the game when it came to basketball, practicing almost every day, getting cussed out every day. Um, started off playing in CYO. Uh, St. Martin in North Oakland, not too far from MacArthur Bar Station. Uh, after that, I uh, went to AAU, played for the Oakland Rebels. From there, um, we just skipped the high school. High school, went to Tech for ninth grade, 10th grade, half of the 11th. I played JV my 10th grade year. Ninth grade, got cut, didn't make the team. <laughs> Um, after that, transferred to San Leandro. Thought it was a better fit. Um, went up there with uh, Jerry Cunningham. Unfortunately, didn't play with him just for the fact that I wanted to get PT, so I played JV my 11th grade year. Then when I was a senior, played varsity, obviously. Um, came off the bench, didn't really play. Um, I still had the passion for basketball, just I didn't have the confidence yet. So um, once the season was over, I went to JUCO route. Uh, went to College Alameda for two years, um, played good. My, my first year was cool. Second year was way better. Uh, after that, transferred to Dome College in Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska, that's all I can say. I mean, I tell you right there, you know, that's Nebraska. Yeah, this nigga in Nebraska. Man, nigga in Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> yeah, couldn't, do, couldn't really do it. Um, you know, just being African-American in Nebraska, it just wasn't it. So uh, I ended up transferring. And during that time, uh, shit, I don't want to get too deep, but Pops had an aneurysm in 2010, 11, I think. And my mom had hers in 14 when I was in Nebraska, so I was just like, yeah, it's time for me to dip out. So I ended up dipping out, 
Uh, went back to College Alameda, got my AA, then uh, transferred to a, a private D1 in San Diego. I, I mean, I can still go, but I don't want to take too much time. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Frank. I say take too much time. You can do. That's what we're here for. Man. <laughs> it's your story out, brother. Man. Well, I ain't going to go too deep. Um, I started out playing AAU, honestly. Uh, I didn't really start taking it serious until I got older. Like, you know what I mean? During the AAU time, uh, Coach Ham, I played for DBC with Coach John. Uh, we had Nick. Uh, Kiwi was on there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. My boy Damo. Uh, it was a few players we had on there. Um, we pl- we played a lot. Uh, we played against people at, from Dewey. Like, we played older teams. So, even when we wasn't in the circuit, we was playing teams outside of, outside of AAU. Um, I did that for a while. Uh, I bounced around a lot with school. Um, I didn't really get to – I skipped a lot of steps, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, organized ball. took Like, I took a different route because I was bouncing around just due to, like, family circumstances and situations that I was put in. I wasn't able to have time to really just flourish and just do it the right way that I wanted to do it. Uh, all my cousins and stuff, you know, they play OAL and all that. And, you know, I kind of regret that I didn't have somebody to just hold on to so I could stay, you know, stay locked in and do it the high school route. Uh, moved. Moved around a lot, went to the East Coast, went to school for a couple of years, and then uh, got a little scholarly to uh, UCB. And um, I got an academic scholarly. Stayed there for two years. Um, I was playing in the Philam circuit. Uh, my coach, Ron Salusu, had a lot of connects. Uh, he tried to get me overseas. And uh, during that time, I ended up getting sick. So I got hit with kidney failure. And uh, I was on dialysis for about seven years. So during that time, I was still... Um, doing dialysis, still trying to pursue my dream. Um, I played Pro-Am with the Oakland Believers, and uh, that was, like, the furthest that I took it just due to the health conditions that I had. And then I got signed to play in the ABA, which is like a semi-pro uh, basketball league that we had here in the Bay Area. It was all around the United States, but I played out here. And uh, the first team I played for was the California Golden Tigers with Coach Ivan Davis, and uh, we really didn't have a good season. Second year, I did it again, and then um, we won a few games that year. But then about the time it was time for me to have my transplant, I ended up getting my transplant, and then um, after like three months out of surgery, I went back to playing ball, and uh, I got signed to play with the California, not the California Golden Tigers, but the uh, San Francisco City Cats. Uh, that was a new a new team out in San Francisco. Um, owner Mike Stedman and um, coach Doc Holliday, uh, he just recently passed away, too. Uh, Shouts out Doc Holliday. Um, me and him really didn't see eye to eye uh, that, that first season, uh, only because the the guy who owned the team brought me in. So it was kind of like a little imbalance there. And then uh, the team that he had had a bunch of ballers that played on his pro-am team. So um, I really didn't get no burn. Uh, due to the summer league, summer league, he gave me burn. But then once the season started, he told me that um, that I couldn't play the first game. So, you know, I took that personal because, you know, after my transplant, I was working super hard to get back to it. So even after I was conditioning and working out, and then I actually start showing how better I got, and then I even got really good. So, you know, and he didn't acknowledge it. So from that point, I was just like, okay, I realized my worth ain't a lot here. So... When he told me that, that I was sitting out that game, I was like, that must be a sign. So I went back to my old team, 
Mind you, that whole first year, that was like the number one team in the country. They was undefeated. Nobody beat them. So when I went back to my old team, they had a losing record, but we had some pieces. And uh, we played them second game of the season. And uh, let's just say we went OT and we won. But it was it was a big chip on my shoulder that I had uh, against Doc. You know, I know you're not here no more, but it was personal. I felt like everything I worked for, he took, you know, he didn't see – he didn't see the greatness that I had or, you know, the skill set that I was that I was building and, and working on super hard. So uh, I took that game personal and I had that was like the best game I had in the, the whole couple years that had passed that I had been in the ABA just due to illnesses and then coming back. Like that was a very refreshing game for me. So um, after that, the season went on and uh, we played big teams. Granted, we didn't have the best team, but every time we came to a big team, I always had big numbers. So that's what got me to the point to where I end up, you know, getting drafted to play overseas. Uh, so everything that I went through through the ABA with Coach Doc and Ivan, it kind of paid off in its own way. And that's that's pretty much my story with that. Hell yeah, man! Shit, getting through that surgery, boy. I remember that, man. But we was all praying for you. That shit was scary for all of us, bro. Yeah, it was crazy. But you know. Speaking of overseas, like, both of y'all had, you know, y'all stint overseas. I know you still, you know, you're still running through yours. I don't know if you're still running through yours. You're still running through yours, see? So, what's it like playing overseas? I mean, when I had my little brief stint over there, like, it was like, it was like being on another planet for me. Like, but I liked it. Like, you know, it was like, it's a different world, even though, you know, we're on the same world. You know, you only like, what, nine, nine hour plane ride, 12 hour plane ride away, but still completely different culture. Like, so what was it like for you guys? Um, I could say it was kind of easy to adapt just from being from Oakland and, you know, just being just growing up in Oakland and, you know, seeing how things are. So when I went to Spain my first year, I felt like it was easy to adapt. Like, yeah, the culture was different with, you know, the food, the language and stuff like that. But, I mean, when I got there, I felt like it was just regular. It was regular to me. I felt like it was not really home, but somewhat like home. Like, it wasn't a type of part where um, – I was scared to walk down the street or scared to think that something's gonna happen to me if I go to, if I'm walking down the street like 12 o'clock, two o'clock at night, which, you know, really was. We was going to parties too, I ain't gonna lie to you. But, um, I mean. Oh, we was, gonna touch on that. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it, it was cool. It was, it was a cool experience, um, I could say. Um, basketball, for sure, basketball-wise, um, I learned a lot out there when it came to, you know, seeing where my skill was and learning from other players out there that's been playing, you know, Europe basketball or the locals and stuff like that because the competition was it was high level competition. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it was probably like uh I had a dude on my team that was probably like thirty five, but could still go. You know, so it was just like and he had the IQ from where say like say I'm faster than him, he's slower than me, but it'll still seem like he's the same pace because his IQ was like high as fuck. So I mean sorry, I ain't I don't know if you got no, you, you good, you good. Nah, you know what I'm got, saying? So I mean don't, don't yeah, the experience that. was great. I could say when it came to Spain, Panama, it was, you know, same thing, Spanish. Uh it was kind of different when it came to, you know, um the violence wasn't crazy. Like in Spain, like you couldn't carry a gun. People really didn't have knives. You barely seen the police. Kids outside, 10, 11 o'clock at night, just walking the street by themselves. Like it was just like, nothing was going on out there, right? Like, you had nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I could say the experience was great. I mean, I for sure recommend, recommend people to just go see the world, bro, because it's, it's more than Oakland than, you know, what people think. Man. What about you, brother? Well, my first uh, 
little stint was in Mexico. So I wasn't too far from home, but I mean, it it was different. Um, of course, the language. I mean, you learn Spanish in high school, but who really? Yeah, that's 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 Spanish? that's not the real Spanish, man. That's right. A, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 real some, that's some other shit. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the Spanish. That's America's Spanish. <laughs> the El Negro. El Negro. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that was my breakthrough moment of just being an athlete like I felt like as long as I've been doing it and then going through what I went through I think that was the biggest reward so there was really no pressure it was just all about celebrating and being happy that I was even to have a chance I mean because we we play against people all the time I mean even you know we go to a local gyms and we see certain talent you'd be like damn where you play at like most good players who play good on the floor they can see something in you and they like you know that's the question that they all ask so just being able to go to Mexico and, and play um, and actually win the tourney, it was like a big tourney that we went to, that we played in. Yeah, saw um, that. And, and and we won. And, you know, um, I think Mexico gave me the feeling of what this can be. I got my taste of what it can be. And then I thought about how opportunities and connections can work by just being a professional mm-hmm. and being a personable, you know, person and, and being uh just having a good character and, and personality can take you a long way with certain people. So just the connections as far as business and, and life and having that green light of always being able to go there when I want to, I think that's the ultimate luxury of being over there. And then um, after I left there, after winning that tourney, uh, I went over to play in the United Cup in the Dominican Republic. Nice. And so when I, that right there, I think, was even a higher level of basketball than it was in Mexico. Like, the tournament that I played in, the first practice, I I popped my, my calf. Mm. Mm. And, like, after the, the um, sports doctor worked on it a little bit, I played on it. But you could, you could see in a lot of the film that I was bothered by it. Like, it was, it was bad. But I still averaged, like, 15 points a game. Nice. You know what I mean? So that, that really, that comp wasn't how I thought it was going to be. But then when I got to the DR, it was like we played every top league. We played everybody in that, in the cup. So we played Santiago. We played Pueblo Nuevo. Mm. We played uh, – Pueblo Nuevo is raw, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can imagine. And, and, you know, it – like Tone said, it it really tested your level of play of, of how, 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 how can you – how hard can you go? Because everybody was – Skilled, but it wasn't in a way that how we play here. It was more on the fundamentally sound, but yet they they hustle on defense. They play hard on D. They play, they they pass the ball. They get at least five passes before they even score the ball. You know, everything is high intensity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. a lot a lot of people don't understand that most of these people been playing with each other since they were like 12. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they had a team, 14, bro, right? And they had a team who was like. They were like a D1 college team, but mm. they they damn near – they was messing with the pros. Like, you know what I mean? They were – I think the team was called Finks. Some mm. old kill shit. But they was like <laughs> – was saucy. I mean. Like, they had like a five – he was like five, nine, six feet, but he played like Draymond. He run the floor. He can gla- – he blocking shit off the glass. You know what I'm saying? He posting up. He's shooting threes, and, and he can defend well. And he bothered people. Like he really bothered people, and, and 
um, the team that I play for, uh, we, we represented uh, Australia, but we had, uh, they were called the Houston Havoc. So the coach, the coach that I had, he was from Boston, and the, t- the team that he brought, they usually go every year. So I was just an add-on to the team. But uh, we finished with a good record. We lost, just like he said about um, there are certain players who's like 35, but they can still go. So, I mean, if you're from the Bay, you know who Mark Quinn Chandler is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's somebody I looked up to, like, my whole career. You know what I'm saying? Like, we from the same neighborhood, same street. You know what I'm saying? And then, <coughs> you know, we both hoop. And so I met up with him. He was actually kind of like my mentor while I was out there. He took me under his wing and showed me some ropes and – uh you know, just show me the game and how it goes. It's re- it's real cutthroat when you think about it. You either perform or you don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was put in a situation where I was forced to play the four spot, but not really have a lot of you know space to showcase my talent. Yeah. So he he spoke to my coach after like the second game and was like, "Yo, we gotta run. We gotta run a play where he can freelance, where he can get the ball and work because he's not being seen." And and once he start, once he did that, I I started to flourish and, and really show what I can do. Um, I got invited back this year to go back in July, but I don't know. It's just something about Mexico and and the the rapport that I got with them. I'm I'm trying to you know I'm trying to get some real estate over there and 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 try to you know figure something out where I can build something over there and and stay for a while. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been on. I've just been in Mexico doing what I do. Uh, yeah, I mean shit. That 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 leads me into my next question, man. It would you know would y'all because eventually I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, I'm an American through and through, you know, and I will always appreciate where I am from. I didn't say love. I said appreciate where I am from. But I do not want to live in the United States. Would y'all rather live overseas or here? Overseas. Overseas. <laughs> yeah, just for the fact that the food's better. Um yeah, the food's better for sure, bro. Honestly, okay, yeah. Once you once you go out there and you, you know, you get the taste of the food, and when you get back home and you see that you taste the difference of the, you know, the meat. So I got that bullshit here. Yeah, you got, you got that yeah. bullshit. Even though McDonald's tastes different, it's crazy. Hey, of course you got to understand the guidelines over there is different as far as food hey, and shit coming. Over I ain't gonna lie, when I went to the dr, the, the Pizza Hut is next level, bro. It's crazy. The KFC next bro, level. It's, it's, ain't it's no crazy. KFC out here tasting like that. Bruh, mm-hmm. it's crazy. You're, and you're just like, <laughs> and you make like, like culture there. And you're yeah, like, ain't, ain't totally no fucking way. Like, I, I will never forget walking into seeing that McDonald's nigga, and they had like this like frappe, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, McDonald's sell frappes, bro. No, they, they, sell, they sell alcohol in that motherfucker too, bro. <laughs> like, Depending on where you at, it's yeah. how they sell to their consumers. My nigga, yeah. everywhere is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I make it may no, that makes it's sense. Like you get a Kit Kat, nigga. It can be. 50 different flavors of that Kit Kat nigga in different countries. It'd be different, like coconut. That's facts. But I'm saying, though, like the quality, though, the quality of your food. I told you the guy into the food. You said watermelon. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Japan has. Hey, if you go to Japan, they have different flavor of Kit Kats. So, you know, we we only have what? We only have what? White chocolate and fucking regular chocolate, bro? We got white chocolate. We got dark chocolate. Oh, and that mint chocolate. We got chocolate mint. And we got strawberry if you go to Berkeley and go into the little Chinese market. See, and that's what I'm saying. You got to go to their markets. But you go over to Japan or China, they got. Like nineteen different <laughs> flavors of Kit Kat. But you know what? I will say the reason why I say that I will live in a different country is just simply because I seen how the guy who runs it, he's from Atlanta, Georgia, mm. who, who ran the Dominican uh, Republic thing. Yeah. 
he's living good. You know what I mean? And then on top, he's he's charging players, certain players, a certain amount of money to come to, to, to play in that. But just overall, he's living good. He's like, man, if I can only pay this much in rent and then I'm bringing in this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could live good. Yeah. He like I ain't got to worry about certain things. After my time limit is up on my on my on my visa, I just go back and then I come back. <laughs> so he like, I'm good. I'll stay here. Yeah, I could for sure say the, the food is cheaper, bro. In Panama, bro, I can get a full meal for like five six dollars, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. Five six dollars, a full meal, like a full meal, bro. I know your face got juicy like that, Whenever I come, whenever I come back, fries out here. Nah, whenever I come back here, bro, man, I. My pockets yeah. be tight in the mud, man. You can ask my sisters, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, spot me for this meal. I got you back. <laughs> nah, I, it's, it's I got a jersey like, for you. You get used to like you get used to like the living out there. Like, like the housing is low. Like you can get a you can get an apartment. I mean, you can get a house for the same price as an apartment out here, out in Panama. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's nice. Honestly, how is the living there? So, saying both of y'all from Oakland, y'all getting dropped off in these different cities. How's your day to day as far as coming out, seeing stuff, getting an apartment, you know, okay. dealing with stuff, dealing with people, going to practice? Like, how does <laughs> how does that go? I'll be nobody talks day about day. that part. I ain't gonna lie. I'll start off waking up probably late. This is it's, it's it's business, but it's, it's at the same time it's a vacation, man. Honestly, so it's just like you can wake up. My practice usually be at night. Like when I was in Spain, it would be in the morning and at night time. But in Panama, it's most likely at night or in the afternoon. So. You got time to like do whatever you want during that time. But you can go out to eat or you can just chill, hang out. But when it came to like my teammates, a lot of them didn't speak English, so it's like we didn't really have a connection because I, you know I'm I speak a little Spanish, but not enough to like have a full conversation with them about life or anything like that. So <laughs> when they see me, it's more as okay, well, yeah, this is Antonio. You know, I can just say what's up to him, but you know I don't right, really you know. Pass him. the rock, come on, let's go. Practice you know starts. what I'm saying. <laughs> Facts. That's really about it. All I know is pass the sneak of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> pass Monica the ball. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's, so you don't really get a strong relationship with them because like, they just go off a, of, you know, vibe and feeling. So it's just like, if you get off that vibe that you're an asshole, they don't think you're an asshole. So if you get off that vibe that you cool and that's, you know, that message, but at the same time, man, they don't want you there. You're an American. You know what I'm saying? You're an American no matter what. You taking their money. So mm. that's just mm-hmm. how the game go. If you don't, like, like Frank like said, say, if you like, don't perform, bro, you you getting sent home. Honestly, ass right back. Uh, of course, yeah, it's man. all business. Yeah, you, know you the export. <laughs> yeah, but for me, uh, I think, I think me being able in both in both places because I wouldn't even consider Mexico being that far. But mm. for me, both places, I stayed with the locals. I didn't. We didn't have the luxury of going to. So our team was based out of Cabo, San Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. But we played in San Jose del Cabo, which is like the local area. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got downtown Oakland, and then you got Piedmont. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's different. So just people walking around, because we didn't drive a lot. We walked around everywhere pretty much. And, you know, even when you just with your teammates, like nobody want to wait around for no Ubers and no drivers and nothing like that. So we would just walk to wherever it was we wanted to go. So just people noticing us and being around us, you know what I'm saying? They started to just catch vibes. Um, we had they had this thing called the art walk, which is like a big thing they do in in Cabo, and it's like a bunch of artists, like dancers and tribal stuff. 
you know, it's just art. You can buy T-shirts, all different types of vendors. And um, I think that's where I made a lot of my connections at because a lot of people end up coming to the games after I, I met them. You know, our whole team was out there. I even uh, ran into Bun B while I was down there, him and his wife. And uh, he bought a gang of tickets to the game, but he couldn't come because he had to take a flight early in that morning. But yeah. um, for the people out there that really didn't know who he is, they was wondering why we was all around him. <laughs> but uh, I think it's it was like a good time. <laughs> right. It was like, who Bun is that? B. I was like, he's just a famous rapper from Texas. Like, that's all I could say. But uh, the DR, too, as well, we stayed in Santiago. So that was more like the urban area, like, the, you know, where the locals live. Mm-hmm. So we would literally get up in the morning at, like, 10, 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock go have the free brunch upstairs, and then we would go straight to the bus, and then the bus would take us to the gym. And, you know, we would have, like, four games throughout the day. <coughs> so we'll be at the gym all day. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get to have time until, like, the evening time to really decompress because we wouldn't get back to the hotel till about 9 o'clock. So then that's where my mentor came in, where uh, where Quinn came in at. He'd take me, because he's been there year after year after year. So um, he took me to, like, a little hookah spot and, you know, a bar and all that. And we, you know, we just conversed and, you know, we just chopped it up about sports and, you know, what it takes to, to maintain a spot here and, you know, how you got to play and, you know, what your mindset got to be. You know, he's been doing it for years. He done played all over the, all over the globe. You know, uh, and, you know, he, he came out of the first game when we played against him. Uh, we lost by four, too. That was just, man. But he had 35, 35, 10, and 10. Mm. Hit you triple double. Hit you niggas with the triple. But what was crazy was with just the, the way so his. That's how you know you got to remember it. At, 30, <laughs> at 35. But it was, no, no. Quinn just made 40. My bad. Shit, Quinn, 40. Quinn just made 40 like two weeks ago. And he got MVP of the whole cup. So that just lets you know where his mindset was. He's not a flashy player, but he makes all the right plays. Get the job done. He knows how to distribute the ball. He knows how to create create, you know, the plays where people are drawing to him and he's kicking it. He's making other people look better. But he's silently killing. Like, he's not pulling people on the island and scoring the ball. Like, he's just moving the ball and scoring as the ball is moving. Like, and, 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 you know, it, it just showed me a lot. Like, he was like, man, you're going to get to a point to where you in the game and you're just overworking yourself for nothing. Like, you got to make it easy for you. It's and, chess and, moves. Yeah. It's really chess moves. Once you and slow he down. Was, right. And and that's what he easy. said. He was like, once the game, he was like, stop thinking. Like, he, th- he like, you thinking too much. It's a read and react sport. He was like, nigga, this ain't Oakland. <laughs> you, you on another level, you on around different people. Like, this is your showcase. If you want to remain here and you want to be able to be somebody, like, you need to figure this shit out right now. He like, it, it, he used to say, sink or swim. That's what it is. And, 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 you know, I took that shit to heart because I'm like, damn, okay, we can come back home and we be cooking niggas all day long and there's nothing. But when you get around some niggas that can really go and, and, and do it effortless, you know, it it makes a big difference. So, you know, that that was just the type of time I was on. And, like, you know, like I said, I ain't going to sit up here and say I was serving and doing all this and that. But, you know, I held my own. And I, I, I know what to expect when I go back to that, you know, go back to that stage. 
you know what I'm saying, on how, how to perform. So, yeah, you know, I give uh, Quinn all his all his flowers, man. He's just an awesome player. And yeah. he, he puts people in position to win. So, as far as, okay, you got your everyday life, your teammates. Now, you said, you know, you got into it. You know the whole American thing. I get it. But how do y'all, like, deal with that? Like, is it you have another American on the team? Y'all click up with it? Or do you have times when you the only, you know, you feel like you by yourself because the only American not really all that cool either? So you own some solo shit? Like, how does that interaction go um, as far as dealing with, you know, a language barrier, the coach barrier, you coming over, you probably took one of the partner spot last year. <laughs> you feel me? Your bread might be a little bit better than theirs. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't share that with nobody. You of course not, yourself. but if they've if they been there for a while, nigga, they know. Yeah, <laughs> they know. <laughs> but l- luckily, when I was in Spain, it was four of us. It was four Americans, and um, we had one, uh, my boy, um, Cool J. He was from Atlanta. Uh, Mike, he was from Sac, and um, uh, God, dog, what? I can't think of my uh, my other teammate name, bro. My bad. My nigga, uh, this ain't Nickelodeon. You ain't gotta censor yourself like that. Facts. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my bad. Uh, definitely not. I am not Nick Cannon. Robert, uh, <laughs> he give you that B. He played. He played. He played for. Uh, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> he played for the uh, the Super Fun. Sonics. Uh, God, dog. Uh, white boy. God, dog. Uh, seven foot. <laughs> Seven foot. You talking about uh, Robert Swift? Robert Swift. Yeah, that was my teammate, Robert Swift. Robert Swift. Yeah, Robert Y'all Swift. Y'all know him. He was like the first. I remember. Really, it's kind of weird, but he, he's white or whatever, but. He was like the first white boy to go pro out of high school. Like, he yeah, like out of high school, like yeah. he was a bust, but yeah, he he was. But um, <laughs> yeah. So he he was. He was <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was. Nah, nah. nah he, he was a good dude though. I ain't lie. Um, he was getting back to the game at that time. So you know, he had a lot of um things that was going on in his life before he got back to basketball. So I mean, it was four of us. So we all clicked and got along. Um, then when I was in Panama, my homeboy, uh, we called him Casino Lou. Uh, he was from Florida. He spoke English and Spanish. He was Panamanian as well. Uh, me and him linked up. So, I mean, we like every year we see, every year I go to Panama, we always together. You know what I'm saying? Even though we have teammates who see speak Spanish and he, you know, he still can relate to, but we always was cool because we was Americans. Mm-hmm. So it was always easy for us to, you know, to communicate or if we crack an American joke, you know, we knew it or stuff like that, you know, because they really didn't know. They just see something off of TV and expect that, you know, that's just how Americans work. So not to cut you off real quick, but Panamanian, you being from pretty much like mixed descent, you going over there. Uh-huh. How many times they start talking Spanish to you? And you turn around, you like, ah, bro, don't get back, bro. Don't <laughs> the game, bro. Co- the coach can say something to me or say something in Spanish to the whole team. It got to the point. Honestly, it got to the point during practice when he uh, brought in the huddle. He starts to be Spanish. Bro, I start looking in the air and shit, bro. Because at, at this point, it's like I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't care. Yeah, you guys wanted me to learn it so quick, but you know, at the time it was just like, yo, like I just want to look at basketball, honestly. So it was just like that's the same language we all can speak. Facts. You know, either pass the ball <laughs> or <laughs> they'll know if you they'll know if you mad or if you happy, you know what I'm saying? So it it got to that point where, gotcha. you know, we didn't. I know really talk. a lot of them probably thought you spoke Spanish. No, nah, I mean they knew I didn't. I was just no, American. I'm just saying, it's like straight the back, like are you walking down the street? Somebody probably stopped you. Like, nah, they knew you was American, bro. Off top, sure? okay. yeah, because ears pierced, bro. Tattoos, nose okay. piercing. This nigga's American <laughs> <laughs> with hair, bro. Because I, I mean, in Panama, bro, like the dudes had low boy. They had fades, no gotcha. earrings, no tattoos, and they looked Panamanian. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I look 
Panamanian when I go to Panama, but at the same time, it's the way you dress too. So it's just like, bro, that nigga's American, bro, off the top. Like, come on now, he wearing Jordans, Nikes. That's crazy. Like, he ain't walking around in sandals. You know what I'm saying? Like, got you. Yeah. Shit, we gonna take a quick a little break real quick. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be back in breaks. a second. Y'all niggas got money. Right, they taking breaks, huh? <laughs> Nighttime lasting, but you scared to fall. So saddle up and brace yourself, cause I'm gonna give it all. Oh, and mama lifted up. Fun on DD, don't want no interruptions. Joey casting over the other seduction. And you gon' reach your peak if you follow instructions. Baby, just trust me, yeah. Put your tongue on my tongue, let's speak the same language. I'm starring this movie, I can make you famous Kissing on your neck as you take off your necklace And now the only thing we got on, baby, is this necklace Now the only thing we got on Now the only thing we got on Welcome back to the Million Dollar Family Podcast. We're going to jump right back into it, man. She got wild for a second on the break, but go ahead, David. All right, boom. So we're back at it again. So um, we're going to swing it back to you. So basically your relationship with your teammates, how it is going to Mexico, going to the other cities, how it is like translating coaches, players. You might be getting a little more bread than them. Um, playing time ain't the same or. I think it sabotaging. Be. Pretty sure y'all had a coach that tried to sabotage at some point. Nah, honestly, my coach was cool as fuck. Uh, honestly, uh, Roberto can speak English. <laughs> the name, bro. <laughs> Roberto. In Spanish. So uh, I, I ain't really have a big deal as far as that. And my boy Mario. Mario was, uh, he was our team doctor. He was sports therapist. He was our translator. He was our transportation he did everything, and uh, his passion for us w- w- was was really the energy that we needed because he, he did everything. He made sure that we was taken care of. Uh, anything that we couldn't translate in Spanish, he would translate in, Eng- in English to them and in Spanish. So we didn't really have to worry about nothing. Um, I used my Google Translate when it came to, like, hot- the hotel checking in or, like, I might lose my key or something or I might go to a restaurant and I'm trying to, you know, point out what it is that I want on the menu, and they does, not they not understanding. Does Google Translate really work? It does. Okay. I mean, it can tell you the sense is wrong as well, depending on how you know it is. Okay. Okay. Duolingo, use that. Real Let's quick, real quick, I just want to take a short break too. I mean, they don't sponsor us yet, but hopefully one day they will. Shout out to Terramana Tequila. You feel me? When you're having a rocky day, grab some Terramana Tequila to smoothen it out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, back you know back to you, Tom. Oh, I'm going to get that sponsorship. <laughs> you will get it. Shout out to The Rock. But, yeah, man, it's just, you know, the the language barrier was, was really hard. I mean, other than just not knowing Spanish. But, I mean, they could kind of make out what you're trying to say. But in the same tone, you had to use the uh, translate. But, uh, overall, I think the, the abundance of love, I ain't have to ask for really too much because they gave me everything. Nice. So, uh, but the DR, yeah. I didn't understand nothing. I just looked. 
<laughs> and I mean, honestly, like Tone said, when you playing ball, it's kind of just like you you set your screens, you get open, you play defense, and like you really don't you really don't understand what's happening in the huddle you just play. What is like? I know y'all talked about it briefly earlier, but what is the nightlife like out there? Like, what are the oh. ladies like? Like, you say, see exactly. You know, let them know because I've been trying to tell people for years that the women overseas are beautiful. Not that not that the women in the United States are not, but it's like everything else is different. It is. I mean, so just y'all experiences. Let me hear them. Um, when it came to Spain, Spain was cool. I mean, like the clubs didn't open until two a.m. So. We'll just, you know, chill, watch TV, you know, get dressed around like 12, maybe 1. And the clubs wasn't too far from um, our apartment, so we used to walk. And it was like along the beach. So um, we'll get there around probably like 2, maybe 2.30. And we'll leave right when the sun is coming up. So that's that's how the party life was in Spain. Uh, in Panama, I, I really didn't. I was low-key. I really didn't rock with uh, going out and stuff like that because I don't, I don't really do it out here. So it's just like it's more as, you know, just staying to myself, um, you know, trying to get this clothing brand up, running and jumping, you know, drawing, having ideas and stuff like that. But uh, for sure my first year, I was going out probably like almost every weekend probably, I can say. Yeah, probably every weekend. I ain't going to lie to you. Even though we had games, I was going out. Man. Mexico, I went out. Uh, I went the first place that I went to when I went out when we when we okay. really went out like we went out and we stepped out to restaurants and shit like that because we had Ruth Chris vouchers, so we would go to Ruth Chris. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ruth Chris vouchers, so nigga. Believe it or not, they Ruth Chris is cheaper than ours. What? So to get chicken, the stuffed chicken and all that, it only come up to like forty dollars. So, nigga, what? 40 for the stuffed chicken? Yeah. That's the cheapest thing over here. Yeah, nigga, the $40, but it ain't $40, it's though. That's like $65. That's $25 extra dollars. I I'm like, yo, my guy. Well, excuse me, money. Big money? <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot. Shit. The Shit. fuck? That's a big difference, my guy. I'm getting $5 meals in Panama. Bro, if you buy, bro, if you buy two chickens, if you go on a date and you buy two of them motherfuckers, you're saving 50 bucks, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, the vouchers was cool, and then like on top of that, like uh, I really enjoyed the street food. You know what I'm saying? Like the tacos. Like that's the first place that I went to where I had tacos without sour cream because that's that's not what they do. But the flavor and the meat is so good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Hey yo, <laughs> pause that. But you know what I'm saying? The, the the tacos was really good. I really didn't get nothing too wild out in Mexico. I mean it's. It's Fruitville. <laughs> but it's like the more authentic, you know what I mean? But That's the, wild. But hey, the, bro, I always said Fruitville niggas baby Mexico. Always it, it was, always. and it always will be, but... Um, it ain't the same no more, though. But DR, they food was they food was really good. Um, they just had good flavor. It just had good flavor, and it was all street food. Like I said, I was in Santiago, so, like, right outside the gym, they, you know, on Sundays and the weekends... The weekends is when they stay outside. Like, everybody's outside drinking and just hanging out. Like, they don't really, you know what I'm saying? I went to a hookah bar. Like I said, I went to a hookah bar, and then I went to a couple of places that was out of the way, you know what I'm saying, were more like the, the more party areas. But just being locally, everybody just drunk. They just drink and hang out and cook food. So I just enjoyed the street food there more than anything. And then, of course, the KFC and the, the uh, I don't know how you come back fat, dude. 
out of me. Nah, like, my, my. Crazy. Man, when you the way my body works, yeah. Day, it's just conditioning. We hoop all day. When we hoop all day and then you sitting in the gym all day. We had a uh, our team was sponsored by the United Cup was sponsored by Taco Bell. And we had a runner. We had a runner who would come take our orders and then go to Taco Bell and then bring it back. That was the closest thing that I got to American food, but it tasted it tasted almost just the same. That's you wild. Know what I'm, I'm about to play two games, nigga. Awesome, nigga. Some crunch wraps. Man, and and, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's all everybody got. Everybody got regular. It's some you cinnamon know, twists. Burritos, local I don't Taco Bell, bro. I ain't had Taco Bell in years. And burrito Supremes. And, and Crazy. We, le- we left it at that's that. Pes- hey, that's that's Pestmark food. That's AU. <laughs> play two games. Go to motherfucking McDonald's or whatever. Facts. Eat. Damn near be in the bathroom. Take a shit. Go hoop again. You you was also like sixteen, man, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm but that's the beauty of it, though. Like we were sponsored by them, so we we didn't have to do shit. All they did was bring the paper around. What you want? Mm-hmm. And granted, maybe like seven times out of ten they get your order wrong. But I mean, you can't go wrong at wait, Taco Bell, wait, right? Wait, yeah. Yeah, they, you st- they still getting your order wrong like yeah. that? Oh my god, that shit universal. Why, <laughs> Just give me that Mexican pizza. That's it. I'm good. Do That's they still it. have the Mexican nah, pizza? Not out here. Out there they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was so mad. The only shit ever in the world. So mad when they took that shit away. Mexican pizza, crunch wraps, Doritos, Locos, tacos, and Mountain Dew. I like that cheesy gordita crunch too. I fuck with that. That's it. Shout out to Taco Bell. Speaking of sponsors, uh, once again, shout out to Terramana Tequila. You feel me? Yeah. Well, you having a rocky day? Grab some Terramana Tequila to smooth in it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna get that sponsorship, man. Shout out to the Rock. Nah, but we gonna be in a bar, But tell us. For y'all, tell us what it's like going overseas, playing your game, doing your thing, and then coming back and dealing with people that feel like you. Want to be you. I mean, not just want to be you, but <laughs> who feel wanna like. Know? Who want to be you. I mean, not, but like I said, not just that. Who feel like you shouldn't even have gotten there in the first place. Mm. Like, speak on that. Like, because you know a lot of niggas want to be y'all in general, but a lot of niggas also be like, niggas shouldn't have got there in the niggas. first place. Go ahead, Tom. The niggas who, I tore my ACL and couldn't come back. <laughs> no, I niggas mean, who didn't have the grades. Niggas who, I mean, for me, niggas bro, who kept transferring. For me, uh, I had a long journey when it came to basketball because, I mean, the people who actually seen me start till now is, is very different, bro. I, just for the fact that I didn't had the confidence that I had. Extremely different. Bro, I was small. I this nigga from a minute. He was extremely <laughs> bro, different. Yeah, I, like, it was it was different, bro. Like I didn't have a, the passion I have now. I, I mean, I still had the passion, but skill wise, I wasn't as I am now, bro. Honestly, so I mean, it took I mean, it, it took a minute, a couple summers to get, you know, where I got when it came to my bounce, my jump shot, and just the IQ that I have. So I mean, just to see where I started at until now is extremely a blessing, I can say. Uh, but when it comes to you know going overseas and coming back home. I mean, I I just stay low key, honestly, bro. So it's like I really don't know what people are saying or if they even say anything. I really don't care, bro. It's more as you know, me being with family, tuning in, staying in shape, and get ready for the next season. So if people speaking, they speaking. It doesn't really affect me at all. I really don't care if they are or they not. But uh, I mean, paycheck's still the same. I, I, say, I mean, but at the end of the day, still if, overseas. If, if, where no, you niggas at? No, I mean, <laughs> not, it's not even that. But if anybody has like you know questions or anything like that, I'm not the type of person to be like you know, no, nah, I can't give you the game or I can't give you my experiences or I can't help you out. But 
you know, if anybody, you know, say, hey, you know, what did you do? Or, you know, the story that you had to go overseas, you know, I'll for sure, you know, tell them or get them advice, but it's just really up to them if they actually want to, you know, take it the way they, you know, the way they're hearing it or the way they, you know, whatever, how they, yeah, where out of the way they take it. I'm saying, suck. No, no, no it, it be, it, question. I mean, no, it's, bro, it's how you get in there. You know, me and you used to play back nigga third grade. Man, nigga, I can't it's, get in there with you. I mean, it's really up to them. You know, you I know can't nigga right, bro. Come on. I mean, I got to help myself out before I help somebody else out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just right. like, if I can give you, you know, the game as, you know, what did I do or the route I took, then I can do that. You know what I'm saying? I always want, you know, if a homeboy want to go overseas, all right, bro. Like, yeah, I want you to go overseas too, but do better than what I am. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, well, yeah, I know you're a level, you know, you're not. Your IQ is not higher. You're not good. You know, it's not like that. So I'm going to show love to you. I'm going to tell you what to do, but it's really up to you if you're going to take it and do it. So it's like, you, I can talk to somebody to, to their ears bleed off, but it's really up to them. Mm-hmm. Speak tone. I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. That's, that's you know, people got their lives, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, people, you know, still have that passion to play basketball, but, you know, you know, it's that, you know, it's life that's, you know, kicking their ass or, or they got other things to do, you know, when it comes, you know, making money and stuff like that. So they can't really focus on, Fact. you know, basketball. They don't have other outlets, to, you know, the, you know, the in, of income. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's understandable. So it's not like you know I can't fuck with you because you know I'm putting man. you on game. But, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? But you know I can say anybody can do it. It's more as you know having the time to work out, you know, scheduling, you know, having that right schedule when it comes to like working, working out, and that's really about it, honestly. What about you, brother? Well, I believe, see, if you're a millionaire from the outside looking in, I just know you're rich. I don't know what it took for you to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like at this point in where we are in our careers, and we're not even, we not even, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, too. Like, I ain't that nigga overseas. Like, a Mike James, niggas that you know that's league-bound, that can play in the league or played in the league. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just me. And, like, I feel like people who on the outside looking in or have played with me because, see, me and Tone is two totally different people. Tone is very selective on runs that he chooses to go. You know what I'm saying? So that way he he doesn't see all the extra talk or what people are saying. But me on the other end, I'm a nigga who just love hoop. I'm going to go wherever the hoop at. But I also sell myself short when I go to a hoop run and it's not giving me a challenge. It's not making me play better. I'm a nigga who doesn't know how to stay in that mode all the time where I'm just killing. It don't matter what the competition level is. I'm gonna show I'm just gonna show niggas that I'm I'm like that. You know what I'm saying? I dumb down to their level and I get to jogging and I get to playing lazy and not really giving a fuck about how I'm pulling up on this jumper. You know what I mean? Like the efficiency and and you know, just overall gameplay. So then when the nigga look at you, they like, damn, so he play overseas? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> but then when you start talking and you turn the nigga up and he start lashing your ass, then it's a whole different scenario. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I get people all the time, like, fr- e- even friends. Like, I'm, I'm not scared to say. You know what I'm saying? I got friends who are looking to play overseas. They're trying to figure out the blueprint on how to start. I say, hey. To build your resume up, you got to get some type of film. Don't put that bullshit rap in your highlight. Put an instrumental on there. Upload your profile to Eurobasket. You know what I'm saying? Like, play and shit that matter. Get you some sufficient buskets. And don't go playing with old motherfuckers that look washed up and you look better than. <laughs> play with some niggas that's playing some comp and, 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 you know, and, you know, really go at them. You know what I'm saying? 
Like we built names from just playing in our local gyms and making names for ourselves. So when we come through that gym, it's like, oh yeah, nigga, I have five, but uh, my nigga Reese coming. Uh, uh, hey, bro, I forgot my boy was coming. I got five. My bad, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? And then you make people wonder who is he? Why why he picking him up? You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, so it's kind of just like they want to know what you about. Like one of like one of my closest friends, his name is Will. Uh, I met him at 2-4. So apparently he'd been hearing word about me. So when I came in, he like, who is this nigga Frank? Like, because they like, yeah, we picking him up, blah, blah, blah. So he decided to guard me. You know what I'm saying? And from that point on, like, I showed him why. You know what I'm saying? Why they was talking about me. And then from that point on, I had nothing but his respect. And we became the closest of friends. We played on the same ABA team together and, and so on. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it's so much hate in the town. It's It's ridiculous. Like, everybody's choosing their own path and everybody, like I tell people, if you ain't making millions of dollars off hoop where you can stop working, work. I work a regular, you know what I'm saying? I work a job. I'm a medical service technician when I'm home. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we got bills that don't stop, but some people stop and they dedicate so much to the craft and they don't get nothing back. They just bitter. You know what I'm saying? And I, I never want to get to the point where I hate the game because it's not giving me nothing back. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't took so many sacrifices and so many L's and, you know, doing with my health issue. Like, I hate talking about, because people want to know my story. They want to know why it took me so long to get to where I, where I was getting to. You know what I'm saying? But I hate talking about that part because I feel like it becomes repetitive. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I got sick and I grind my ass off. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I might not show it, but when I get to them levels of competition where I need to show what I can do, I do that. And I exceed, you know expectation so i stay around but people on the outside they not understanding you know he's a different person when he go out there you know what i'm saying and social media you can be blinded by a lot of things you know what i'm saying like i could have been on the bench the whole time but the one time i played in the game i had 12 points and you know they just showcasing that but they not showing when you wasn't playing and how you was getting worked or how certain situations was going down you know what I'm saying? So So how do y'all navigate that? Like how do y'all navigate like dealing with social media and dealing with like overseas play? Because I know that's hard, especially with the language barrier, like dealing with language barrier and now you're dealing with social media. Like do you guys have like die hard fans? I mean, yeah, that too. We're dealing with your fans too as well. Fans over there. I've seen both of you guys serious. take pictures and sign autographs. So I know y'all have fans. So how do y'all deal with social media fans? Like, do you guys have specific rules that you have to follow? And even when you come back here, like, do you have rules you have to follow? Or how does that work? No, nah, you really ain't got no rules to follow, honestly. it's it's Everything is a business, bro, honestly, because you never know who's watching. That's the True. main thing. So, I mean, yeah, you can post whatever you want to post, but at the same time, an owner can have a fake page just watching you. Or somebody in that type of, you know, a GM wife or a GM, whatever, whatever. You never know who's watching your stuff, honestly. So it's just like you always got to be professional when it comes to things. Yeah, off season, you know, I'll be just posting bullshit, honestly, posting videos or whatever the case may be. But, like, when it comes to, like, you know, in, during the season, yeah, I can post it, but at the same time, it's nothing crazy for where they can be like, oh, well, you know, he's not professional or he's, you know, disrespectful or anything like that. So, I mean, that's all I can say about that, honestly. So, so it's just like keep professional. Side note, real quick, before Frank goes, y'all gotta see this nigga Tone Reels. This nigga be having me fucking crying, bro. <laughs> if you shout out your Instagram out real quick so these niggas can go check your reels. Out. Man, Panama, California. <laughs> Panama, go ahead, Frank. We're gonna get you to shout your shit out too. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hold up, hold up, real quick for for you go in. Big Slim in the building. You know what I'm saying? My nigga back from the fucking What's baseball game. You know what I'm saying? So um, we were talking about basically like how you deal with fans and social media and things like that. Uh, as far as fans, it ain't no real way to handle them. Honestly, again, again, like I said, this was my this was my first time ever going somewhere. So. The, the love that I got, I couldn't ask for nothing more. Um, I've taken a bunch of pictures. It was during the holidays, so Santa was around. So, you know, I took pictures with Santa and, and all the other people. And, you know, uh, I did a bunch of, just a bunch of autographs. I didn't give away plenty of shoes. And I had parents that was paying me 100 USD to play their kids up to 10. For, yeah. the, for those who don't know, USD is a United States, States dollar. Yeah. <laughs> dollar. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, sometimes niggas don't know, man. You know. Go ahead, bro. My bad for interrupting you. So I would play. I would play their kids, but the, the catch was their kids would have eight, and they would have to get ten before I got ten, and I'm at zero. So if I beat them, the parents would give me $100, like U.S. cash. Treating this nigga like Space Jam, bro. Yo, facts, <laughs> man. But it was me. But, like, but, but sometimes it would be me and two of my teammates. So we like, hey, y'all want to make this quick money? But it will be right after a game. So they like, okay, let me. Yeah. So yeah. he like, yeah, come on. I'm like, hey, we finna go get this $100 real quick. I'm like, once we get the $100 or I win the $100, I'm treating the whole team to dinner. So... Um, I ain't gonna lie. That's like what that's a that's a quick hundred dollars depending on who the kid is. <laughs> it is, and it was like for me, like I had a bigger responsibility. Like I became like um, this guy, my boy, my teammate Tegan. He uh, he was he was there before me, so he got the he got the captain role. But I was the co captain, and then on top of being, uh, I was the vice president of the players association. Nice. So I had more responsibility on you know making sure the outreach and all that stuff was done. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't really have to do much because it was just, it was just the vibe. Like you know, every game, like I'm, I made kids cry because I didn't have nothing left. They took everything. Like, what you want my drawers next? Like literally, <laughs> like my socks. They want my my shoes. They want my jersey. They want my my warm up shirt. Like they want everything. And so I think that was that that was beautiful. I had a couple fans in in Dominican Republic because they just more. They're not as loving as Mexico is. They kind of like stand off. They got to feel your vibe because you got to remember. Like I feel like Dominican, you know, they they one of us kind of. You know what I'm saying? True. They barbers is legit. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is very culturally sound, but they they have their own. You know, they have their own shit, and they they don't fuck with you unless you they see you enough. They got to see you enough. But Mexico, they see me a lot, so it made it easy. I love the fans, man. I love the fans. That's what's up, man. And I mean, hey, and you talked about it a brief moment ago. It's gonna bring me to my next question. Um, but like dealing with the culture, like so, you know, both of y'all are Bay kids, you know, born I'm I'm assuming born and raised, you know, yeah. you feel yeah. me? So like was it you know, for me when I went overseas the first time, it wasn't a gigantic culture shock. Honestly, being from the Bay, actually, like you said earlier, it actually kinda made me feel comfortable because we have this kind of melting pot of cultures down here and people yeah. exactly so it but for y'all like was it was the culture like different was it embracing you know did you guys you know i'm not gonna say prefer it from ours but you know like 
is it you know easier to live with over there or you know just explain your experience dealing with the culture uh, i feel like you get the best of both worlds like you um you can feel that you know some people accept you then you can feel that some people don't accept you just for the fact that you know like i said when it comes to someone outside looking in or someone like saying like for instance like in spain when i was in spain they assumed Americans were just like the movies, mm. you know, just like when I was in Nebraska, like they didn't really be around black people. So I remember when I was in school, a girl asked me, um, is there, is there, is there kids um, on bikes at late at night, just riding around the neighborhood? And are, you know, a lot of people sitting on the corner, yada, yada, yada. Like it's like boys in the hood type of shit. And it's just like, Bro, just like just because you watch this on TV don't mean it's like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it kind of was. And kinda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you say, that's, a, that's, a, that's a regular Tuesday out here. Yeah, but you know, like, I'm not going to, you feel me? I ain't going to pop it, it up it that It look high. like that, but it don't look like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like they go off of what they see on TV. So if they see, you know, a black person on TV being violent, they expect you, oh, this dude's the same way. You know what I'm saying? Then they see the real you and it's just like, oh, shit, you're not like, what I see on TV. So, I mean, that's how it really was. So it's just like people just going off your vibe, your energy. And they know if they see that you're a nice person, I know you're a nice person. And they, you know, they just, when they go around and tell other people like, Hey, you know, this person is great. It's, you know, this guy respectful. You should come watch him play or you should come talk to him or, you know, DM him on Instagram or whatever the case may be, you know, people talk. So, um, for sure in Spain, you know, People were scared to like walk up to us because they, you know, assumed that you know we were just knuckleheads or anything like that. But once they seen us, you know, outside of basketball, or, like you know, walking to the store or you know, club li- club life or you know after a game type of thing, and they seeing that okay, this person is actually like a real human being, then it's just like okay, that's how your fan base increase. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, what about you, brother? Um, not to take a step back, but what you were saying about social media, I started getting a little small. Like, things that I enjoyed, I started to make the platform that I already had, like, as far as doing my, my basketball thing, I started to push it more. I never was a person who tried to get stuff for free. Like, I always, you know, bought what I wanted. But I was like, why not try to use what I'm already doing? Like, keep that momentum going, you know what I'm saying? And try to, the stuff that I enjoy, try to promote it more yourself. So then that way, they'll see it enough times for you to be, you know, to consider whether sending you something or not. So like over the past couple of months, like I've I've had a couple of people endorse me, you know, sponsor me and send me stuff. So um, nice. to the social media part, I really don't censor myself because I don't really put too much negativity out there. There's days I everybody had their days we human, but at the end of the day, it's you know you look on my page, it's either comedy, hoop, family, or music, like or food. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I do. I cook a lot. So yeah, but just the cultural part, man. I mean, it is what it is. You got to love it. Uh, I love it. I enjoy it. Um, I don't really receive no negativity from it as far as the fans is concerned. Uh, again, it's about professionalism. I think professionalism is, like, one of the biggest things. And, like, I had um, during this past tournament, and a couple of them are coming back tomorrow, um, I had about two players that was from Florida. I had two players, three players that was from Chirac. And then I had – uh Another player, I think that was from like the Midwest or something like that, somewhere around there. But uh, we stuck together. Everybody vibed together. I think it's just the type of person you are. You got to be a personable person. Uh, I'm a I'm an introvert at a 
to a degree. But when I when I know I need to speak to people, I speak to people. And uh, I think that being professional, that just carried me a long way. So I'm always getting welcomed back with open arms. Y'all got hoes out there? <laughs> nah. I'm trying to get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all basketball, bro. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, where for, you play at? Uh, Spain. I played in Spain. I played in Panama. Have you ran into Eric McCullum? Eric McCullum? Mm-hmm. Nah. Wait, in Spain or? I think he's in Spain. I mean, it's different parts of Spain. So I mean, I'm in. Uh, I don't know that much. <laughs> So yeah, talk about that though. Like, um, just when you're in your respective. Frank, you ain't answer. Huh? Oh, since <laughs> Frank, huh? 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 Hey, he was nah. kind of quiet though. No, because I. He's like, cool, know, I'm just trying not to overtalk tone, but. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm. Tone will keep a politician. I'm with somebody no, at the but moment. No, it's all basketball. So, you know, basketball. Uh, you can saying. say it's all basketball, but, but like I said, at the end of the day, I'm with somebody, but. I ain't gonna sit up here and say women didn't throw themselves at you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, the 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 second day, the second day, uh, ladies chased us from San Jose, like where we were, like the gym area, just because they they wanted to know who we are. Like there's been times we went to like the local wing spot, and like there's been times my teammates been the, the chick would turn him around in a full circle and <laughs> look him up and down, and if it's something that she like, she own him. You know what I'm saying? You in Mexico? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we we just, you know, we, we just played it how it was, man. We ain't really, really trip off like that because, I mean, you think about it when you overseas. You do, y'all got, do y'all got security? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but do y'all got security? No. No. Yeah, that's what I figured. I was like, how did she get that close? <laughs> like, hold on, I mean, what? because, again, like I said, we stay with the local people. So it ain't it ain't it ain't like we at a resort. You know what I'm saying? And that's we go true. I, didn't have to, I don't know why I asked y'all that stupid-ass question. Like, I mean, it was better than Chester's, though. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Caught it straight. <laughs> so, like, you know, I I kept my distance, you know what I'm saying? One, because of, you know, I'm I'm in a relationship. And then two, you know, um, it just be some wild shit going on. And you don't know. Like, we went to a strip club once. But it was, like, a strip club that wasn't broadcast. It was, like, in the back streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you was walking down the street, you wouldn't know it was there. Like, we went off into this little dirt road, and then we went in the back, and it was literally like a hole in the wall. Not in Mexico. And when I tell you this, <laughs> I was fucking around with my boys, and I told them, I said, you touch her, you paying. Facts. He didn't believe me. Facts. When I tell you, <laughs> the broad went up to him. You know how they used to do the old school dance where they put one leg in their hand, and they do like this? She did that on him, and for every minute, the owner of the club was charging his ass. So he had to pay $60 USD for that. And then he was like, you know what? Because when you're walking around Mexico just in general, you tall, they're going to assume you do something here because you yep. ain't from here. What yep. you doing? Oh, you play basketball? Okay. Where your money at? Then that's how they know where to gauge you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and or how, how to treat you. So he paid the money, and then they came back, and they was like, look, <laughs> if y'all pay 25 USD, we give you four girls and you got to buy them beers. We give you four girls, a private room, and you got to buy them beers and they can dance. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. I said, y'all niggas is tripping. If y'all go back there, y'all getting set up. <laughs> my teammate, my bad, Tegan. 
But, <laughs> damn, man. but my teammate, you didn't have to say this thing to me. Drive Mitchell. Hey, 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 me and Tom keep it in the south. We ain't say no that. Uh, oh, no, Tegan gonna laugh because Tegan gonna laugh. Damn, that nigga name dropped that nigga. Hey, them niggas don't even know me. No, Tegan from Florida. He don't give a fuck. Oh, this shit, them Florida boys. Shout out to my boy Tegan. But right, Tegan. He go buy he go buy something from somebody right he jump in the car with them we leave in the gym he jump in the car with them I say yeah you going in the car by yourself yeah, I'm not tripping. trusting these niggas like what are you doing right. but you know what I'm saying like it, it's it's just little shit like that but you know he came back to the hotel he was cool but it's just shit like that I, I ain't doing you know what I'm saying regardless of relationship or not like you know you just can't trust a motherfucker like my boy was like man I I took a chick in my room and. She had her phone and she taking pictures and shit. And he like, I don't know if she's sending the pictures to the to whoever she, you know, who got if somebody sending her, you know what I'm saying, or what. So I'm like, yeah, you you tripping, man. And like we had the first time we had um we had uh, uh Uber they had the Ubers going on and like Chase was coming from the from the club and they was getting the Ubers coming to the spot. But the security the security at the front was making them turn in their phones after 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 all that happened. So he was, they was cool, but yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta watch yourself, <laughs> man. Cause it, it's <laughs> you can't trust nobody, man. Cause you, if, especially if you don't speak Spanish, like I have people say shit about me in Spanish and I ain't know what they saying, but my, they not knowing my translator speak English. You know what I'm saying? They ain't knowing that he speak English and Spanish, but he like, yeah, they talking about, yeah, uh, you got this on, you got that on. And mind you, None of this shit go over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm in white tees and oh, tees and shorts. I, I, I bet, nigga, in Mexico. But them, you know, <laughs> but a nigga gonna keep his. Up, I'm looking broke as fuck in Mexico, but boy. You know, a nigga gonna keep his feet pieces right. Boy, so, yeah. you know. He can't fuck they, the shoes. You know, they in Team Jordans and shit like that. Like, they is on Footville. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know. They like yeah. Them seven. <laughs> he got some kind of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they so if oh you don't God. know if you don't know Spanish, they'll try to upsell you every time. Every time. Even if it's for the just the the shit you want to take home for your family, like the little you know oh, souvenirs, and shit. Yeah. souvenirs. Yeah, they trying to upsell you. Damn. So you know, um, but other than that, man, that shit is fun, man. Especially when you're going to do what you love, it's it's fun. Shit, I mean, uh, I got one more for y'all before we uh, close this down. Tell me about y'all respective businesses, because I know y'all both trying to start off, you know, he's got his clothing brand, you've got your clothing brand, so tell me about your businesses. Also, shout them out, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Instagram profiles and, you know, your clothing brand profiles so that everybody can know where to go to grab y'all stuff. Um, but, yeah, go uh, ahead. Um, it's woofing backwards. It's a mirror image of woofing. So if you don't know how to spell knee flow, it's N I F L O dot W O L F I N. You know, you have to make sure you spell that shit right. So, you know, some people don't know how to spell, but, um, um, everything, I mean, I started it probably last year, honestly, that's when I started, um, really taking it serious and, um, I had time to do it. I had time to think about it overseas. So, um, that's when I started, you know, sketching out like my logos and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was something I really wanted to do, um, especially other than playing basketball, fashion. So um, the big thing was if I can, you know, rock somebody else stuff that doesn't know me, I can make my own shit, honestly. So once I um, installed that in my brain, that's when I was just like, you know what, I'm not for sure what route I'm going to go. 
But once I started it, I was just like, you know what? Um, shit, sky's the limit, honestly. So um, when it comes to my brand, everything is handcrafted. So, I mean, everything is touched by myself. I mean, I probably, everything I get is probably, well, it's plain. So I get plain white shirts, plain white hoodies. And from there, I just throw color on it, honestly. So, I mean, I do hoodies, shirts, shorts, sweats, boo-boo, boo-boo, <laughs> short sweats, <laughs> everything, man, honestly. I mean, check out the website. and I mean, the Instagram, it says it all, man, honestly. So, I mean, I love what I do. I've been getting nothing but love when it comes to it, support, you know, family, friends, strangers. And, you know, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, keep throwing out the good vibe. And from there, like I said, the sky's the limit. You know, God's willing. You know, I can, you know, have my own store or my stuff can be in the store or wherever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Having, you know, actresses, I'll players. I'll you in the stores. This shit yeah. is that dope. Yeah, Check it so out. I mean, um, like I said, you know, God willing, you know, he does everything with his time. So it's more, you know, being patient, you know, keep doing, keep, keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, staying true to myself. Facts. How did you come up with that brand? Like what, what made you, what made you start it? What made me start it? Um, I forgot his name, honestly. I was in Spain. Um, I for sure, I was with my teammate and he was telling me about, I forgot the cat name. He played for the Clippers. He had goggles. Bro was nice, honestly. Um, he play, I mean, he played in the league probably for like a couple of years, and he stopped playing due to, um, he said, um, I guess people wouldn't get him a chance. It was just like kind of like a Jay Crawford type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. he can go, but the owners wasn't really fucking with him. Yeah. So, politics. yeah, exactly, politics. Yeah. So, um, once, he did, once he did, he uh, he retired early, and he made his own clothing brand. I forgot cat name. Whatever. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, Gave me the push when it was just like, okay, you know, I understand I have basketball as the outlet, but what else can I do when it comes to, you know, getting money? So it was just like, yeah, I can go overseas, but see, I can bring my clothing brand overseas, which I've had, I have done. So, I mean, it's more of, okay, yeah, I got that fan base when it comes to basketball, but if I can have my clothing brand bring in, you know, X amount of money back home and overseas, then I can do that. So, I mean, shit, honestly, anywhere I go from here on out, I'm taking my clothes with me, bro. So, I got to make this shit international, bro. Big money. <laughs> international. your basketball for your brand. Passive income. Yeah, yeah, bro, honestly. And uh, you know what I got to say about that? You know, I feel like there's a certain group of people who hang out in the town. And I'm just speaking on the town. There's a certain group of people who hang out all the time. They got pop-ups. They got clothing lines. They DJing. They hosting parties. They, you know what I mean? Like, but you know that group. Like, I feel like personally, I know a lot of people in the, in the group. You know what I mean? Just being from the town, but you don't really fuck with, you know what I mean? Like, fuck with the outside activities. But I feel like that in particular realm of people, because it's not one or two or three. It's a realm of people. They love each other. They support each other. If, if. If Chess became a DJ tomorrow and he DJing a set at halftime, everybody in this room is there. You feel what I'm saying? Damn, bro. But I ain't going. I'm asking Chester the same question he asked me. That nigga gonna be playing hella Tupac and DMX. I'm cool. But I'm Facts. saying, hella Tupac. Saying, hella it's just Tupac a realm of people who support each other, and like T-Grizzly. the, the Dagays. You know what I'm saying? The the so Dagays. Shout the out my nigga Dagay, man. Shout out Shelly Bo. Butter, you know what I'm saying? Slim, Papa Slim, butter, and, and, and millions, and Shout you know out what I mean? Slow poke but and you, millions. But you realize, 
every yeah, function they Slim. have. Shout out Papa Slim. That's you know what I'm saying? Shout out Papa Even Slim. Even Dez, he ain't no DJ, but but people love Dez. You Shout know what out saying? to Prince of Berkeley. Slim let so, me sing Usher at the club last week. Everybody, <laughs> everybody fuck with each other. Yeah. So no matter what that person doing, they doing it. You know what I'm saying? But then there's people on the outside who really just don't support people brands. During the uh, my boy Tariq with flavors, you know what I'm saying. Uh, my my cousin Donald with Virginia Charles, Tone with Wolfen, you know what I'm saying. And everybody just got brands. Dog gave pesos. more vibes. You got Pierre with Breaking Hearts. You know, Shell Hart got her own brand and she collabing with Pierre. You know what I'm saying. You got Run the World. You got Run, the, Run world. the World. You got you got a bunch of shit going on in town and it's beautiful. Shout out Good News. It's it's a lot of people who ain't. It's a lot of people who ain't on to, you know, on to the vibes. But I feel like the whole pandemic, I bought at least one or two pieces from everybody, all my friends that I knew that had something. Shout out my niggas at Prime. You know what I'm saying? Prime. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got something. And, you know, I just wish there was more unity when it comes to supporting each other. Like, you don't have to feel like the person, my nigga Cool John with Schmop Life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna lose by supporting the next person. If, if anything, you you getting a you know you you connecting. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I feel like it needs to be more of that. And uh, just with my brand struggle made, like I just started, like Tone said, I just started it last year. It was something that me and my cousin Ty started. Uh, I was like, yo, can you press struggle made on this shirt? Like that's just how I felt about myself at the time because I had just got signed. And I'm like, nigga, I'm struggle made. And he's like, can't nobody tell me nothing. Like I went through the struggle. You know, niggas rap about being in the struggle all the time, but nigga, I really went through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I experienced yeah. it and I can share it, shed light on everything. You know what I'm saying? So I pressed it on a T-shirt and I went to a hoop run and niggas was like, I fuck with that. Everything that it stands for. Because it don't have to be, you don't have to really go through no real, it could be a beautiful struggle. It could be whatever type of struggle you want it to be. But if it made you, if, if it made you be a better person or you, you know, you, you triumph or went up, went up and beyond of what you went through, you struggle made. And, you know, I started doing that with the T-shirts, you know, just a staple tee. And it went crazy. And I had to stop because I'm like, okay, at this point, if this is what I really want to do, I need to do it legitly. So I went and got the LLC for everything, trademarked it all the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? And and now I'm in the part of rebranding, and, and and right now I got <laughs> I got a crazy collab right now that I've been working on and and getting the artwork for. I'll show y'all off camera. But like when I drop this announcement, like it, it's it's gonna go crazy. It's for the summertime. It's gonna be lit. Um, I know the hoop, hoop community is gonna is gonna take on to it and they they gonna buy it up, but just just the two people, me and the other person, you know, just the rep that we got is is gonna go crazy. And I'm hoping that, you know, I really set a name for myself when when I do this. Granted, I I you know I did something with struggle made, but like now I'm like at this point I wanna I wanna be bigger than what I am. And I, I was taught that y- you can't do so much by yourself. You gotta you gotta reach out. You can't be Stubborn and, and selfish, and you know, thinking you can get shit done by yourself. Sometimes you need that extra boost. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out to get that extra boost. And um, I got, I got big meetings coming up with people. You know what I mean? That that's willing to invest into the brand. So I'm just trying to build out the blueprint and what I want. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to, I want it to, ha- I want to have it forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I'm working on, man. 
that's what I'm working on with the brand. That's about it. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Real quick, before we get up out of here, you guys' key to success with Hooping Overseas, real quick, in a couple short words, what are they? <laughs> Stay true to yourself. Stay consistent. Keep God first. Uh, for surely keep a, a small circle, you know, family. For sure, family going to be there regardless. No matter if you know if you have good blood, good blood or bad blood. I mean, family's gonna be there regardless. So you gonna have your ups and downs regardless. Uh, for sure, they keep a small circle. That's that's that's, that's all I can say. Um, I'll say don't don't listen to what other people are saying, especially if they're not successful or doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, stay the course. Um, work hard, work hard, and um, put the hours in that they don't see. I feel like uh, that's where the the biggest fail is. People don't people don't see how much work people put in, and and you know sometimes people don't put in a lot of work. Sometimes people just gift it that way, and you know it is what it is. But I say work hard, put the time in, and and, and stay focused. And like Tone said, stay true to yourself. I mean, you can't go out there being somebody that you're not. Or be patient too. Honestly, be patient. No matter. You, I mean, shit just not gonna come. Honestly, it's just not gonna come. So you can be working hard for a good year and you're not going to get where you want to be. So it's more of, you know, being patient, no matter what you do, being patient. And like I said, stay true to yourself and be consistent. Mm -hmm. When you played Marquine, who won? Hmm? Huh? Huh? When you played against Marquine, who won? Marquine? Yeah. Oh, they won. They won by four. Scrape y'all, niggas. But see, but see, like I said earlier in the interview, you weren't here. Uh, Mark Quinn is like my idol, bro. Like, yeah, you missed all that. We 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 from the same same area, same hood. You know what I'm saying? Like Mark Quinn, that nigga. Like I got a lot of slack for protecting him out there. From Did you tell him that? Yeah, he knows it. Who else play out there? Fucking um, the name right now. He from Mexico too. From out here. No, nah, I played with Quinn in the Dominican Republic. That's where I just oh, came okay. back from a couple like last month. But yeah. Mark Quinn know he that nigga. I told him. I told him <laughs> in my post when your idols become your rivals. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga's a dog, man. That nigga's a dog, and he got a long resume to prove his shit. So, man, well, we thank y'all for coming here, man. Um, this is your host Reese. I'm gonna leave y'all with a small, you know, inspirational quote. Put your mind, body, and soul into even your smallest acts. That is the key to success. I like to thank my guests, Timmy, Tone, Frank. We appreciate y'all. I got my co-host Dave. I got my co-host. I got my co-host Big Slim. We slid in here. Hey, big shout out to my sisters, man, for being on this live, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love my sisters. Appreciate you, my dude. Definitely. I want to give a shout out to also our another our special host, Chester. The car Chester. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was in the building today too. You got a question for us before we get off, bro? Come on. You sure? Nothing. Uh, All right, uh, bro. Once again. Thank you for listening to the Million Dollar Family Podcast. We love y'all. Love and light. We'll see y'all next week.